Do you believe God loves you? Really do you believe this? This is Wednesday, March 1st. Portland, Oregon pastor, his name is Tyler Stanton, has spent his life enjoying and seeking God in prayer, said this, The number one obstacle the modern person faces when it comes to prayer is the inability to receive the love of God. Yes, in the face of the struggles we have each day and prayers that we have, we wonder if God hears and if he will answer. We doubt the love of God. As we ask Jesus to teach us how to pray, we're really asking Jesus to teach us to pray as he himself prayed. I believe this is what the disciples of Jesus wanted to know. They'd never heard anyone pray like Jesus. His prayers were not the written and repeated prayers of the Jewish religion. He also prayed not in the religious language of his own people in Hebrew, but in Aramaic, the common language of the people. The beginning of the Lord's Prayer that we will look on at later on in this study begins with the words, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus spoke the word Abba to begin this prayer. That's the word for Father in Aramaic. Now this is important for his disciples and for the Jewish people around him. The people prayed to the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. That is the relationship God established with the Jewish people through the patriarchs. And now, Jesus prays based on a completely new relationship. This is the relationship he established through his death for us at the cross. As we read from the Gospel of John, we find the association that Jesus has with his Father. Here are two examples. Jesus answered, don't you know me yet, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. That's John 14, verse 9 to 10. Then here's John 10, chapter 10, verse 30. I and the Father are one. And finally, John chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son of Man can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Now here's what's most remarkable about Jesus as we read this scripture. His own identity seemed to lay outside himself. He rarely speaks about himself without speaking of his Father. Indeed, he seemed to receive his identity from the Father. He is the beloved of the Father, the one that the Father spoke over at his baptism, telling him, You are my beloved Son, and with you, I am well pleased. So what happened in Jesus was a self-emptying that allowed him to have his life entirely in the Father. He did this so that he might be able to bring us into the family of God, so that we might know this same deep communion with God. We might become children of God and have the privilege of coming to God as our loving Father. 
Here's our text for today, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world did not, does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we, have, what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Now here is the Apostle John proclaiming this truth we have seen elsewhere. He begins by talking about the love that God has showered upon us. This new relationship made possible by Jesus becomes the basis of our new life. This is how we pray. This is how we come to call God our Father. How we come to have our identity in Him as well. You see, outside our justification, the fact that we're justified or saved by God's grace, this is the most important teaching for us to grasp to see that we belong to God. We've been brought into the family of God and given access to God through prayer. Theologian Sinclair Ferguson said it like this, Adoption is not a change in nature, but a change in status. If we fail to see this truth, we will reject the power of our adoption. Adoption is a declaration God makes about us. It's irreversible, dependent entirely upon his gracious choice, in which he says, You are my son. Today I have brought you into my family. Now it is, this, it is from this place in the family that we come to know how wide and long and high and deep the love of God for us actually is. It is from this place that we can come before God with the freedom of prayer, seeking his face and his will for our lives. This is where prayer becomes communion and life. Let's pray together. Our Father, it's hard for us to imagine that we can call you Abba. This is overwhelming to us. As we come to know who you are, as we behold your glory, we feel unworthy. And, we, and yet, you call us to come to you. We are in Christ, the one who sits at your right hand, who is interceding for us. So help us to rest in him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.